0: What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of Snapback Sports. On this episode, we recap the Battle of L.A. We raised some money for Kobe Bryant's Mamba and Mamba Seed Charity, which is really awesome. So thank you to everyone who got involved with that. We have a lot of Monday Mailbag to go through. Who's the MVP of the league right now? And much more. Maybe even a special guest appearance. We will see. So let's get it. Blue Wire.
1: The Baltimore Ravens select... Lamar
0: Jackson, I'm a own, all year, every year. Jackson, Jackson himself.
2: Oh, he broke his ankles. A blocked by James. going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. For the Philadelphia Eagles, the long drought is over. Bryant put the jumper.
0: What's up, fam? I'm your host Jack Sutter from Snapback Sports on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and longtime best friend Abe Granoff. Abe, what's going on, buddy?
1: What a day! What a day of basketball! It was really just one game, but before we get started, I just want to shout out the the, the fun that we had in that Flick Chat app today, and raising money for the Mambo Mama Sita Sports Foundation. A lot of hot takes in there, a lot of bad takes, a lot of good takes. Um, but that was awesome. What were we at? $250 raised for, for Kobe's foundation, and it's just every, all people were doing were just chatting about the game on their phone. That was awesome.
0: It was awesome. It was also a really awesome game. Another um, big thing today is it's International Women's Day, so shout out to all our female listeners. Um, I actually thought we might bring in our own, very own Doris Burke, to ask you a question for the Monday mailbag. Uh, let me call him real quick. Here we go.
2: Hey, everyone. Um. So I don't oh, know a lot about that, but I've been hearing <laughs> <laughs> that LeBron is the greatest of all time. But I'm a little confused because in the most important point, the championship round, his win percent is only 33, when others that they compare him to is 100%. So, Abe, I'm just a little confused. Can we discuss this a little more or – let's get into it
1: yeah um i would love to get in with you who, who is this lucky
0: colin it's just our who... very own doris burke
1: doris burke doris thank it's you john for... burke
0: it's john burke
1: john burke thank you for your is she on the phone or is that just a recording she, she can hear okay um john thank you for your question um Anytime. unfortunately Oh, you're actually on the phone. Fortunately, I do not view, and this is just my personal opinion, right? Everybody everybody that we that we talk to on the podcast that come on, they all have their opinions, and we saw that in the Flick Chat today. Unfortunately for me, it's not all about finals, right? We saw this with Draymond Green and Charles Barkley um, this week with that beef. Draymond, I think it's safe to say, Hal, you would agree with me that Draymond Green is nowhere near the player that Charles Barkley is, right? You would say that. Mm-hmm. No, I asked. I asked our uh, John <laughs> Burke. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, what I'm saying is, just because someone has these rings and everything, sometimes you have to look at the whole picture, right? The nine finals but appearances isn't the compared to
2: championship round when it's most important.
1: Oh, for sure, it 100 percent is. These are but hard hitting case, questions. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm loving the content we're getting out of this, Hallie. That's but that's like um, saying
2: in the I Olympics, have a question. They did okay, but throughout their years of life, they've done great.
1: I don't really know what you just said, but I have I'm gonna, I have question a follow up question for you. So, you're talking about the final stage and everything. So, I want to make sure that you think that the greatest player of all time, since we're talking about finals, is Bill Russell, correct? Because he did win eleven championships.
2: So that's um, a tough question for me because I, I started with that. I don't know a lot about basketball.
1: Right. So maybe she was then... just
0: asking as someone who's learning about the game why so what factors do you take into account
1: yeah we factor in everything longevity um me personally on and off the court accomplishments the i promise oh, on and off the court accomplishments
0: <laughs> are now coming into the goat wow, Listen, wow we're gonna have
1: we're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to the goat and hallie ikes or john sorry i don't want to give your true identity um I want you to c- become prepared for notes, and we'll get into a very heated debate. But I appreciate your question, and in my humble opinion, and you're entitled to your own. LeBron James is the greatest player of all time,
2: okay, and I think we saw. For answering, and did,
1: did you happen? Did you happen to catch the game today, Hallie? Uh,
2: I did.
0: Oh, you did. Uh, what do well, you think about she how she slapped through the first three quarters? <laughs> so, a special thank you to our sideline reporter on International Women's Day. Thanks, Shout out to mind. our our female listeners. Speaking of um, which. Yes. I
1: looked it up because I was curious today. There is an International Men's Day. Oh, there um, is. It is. It is Thursday, November 19th this year. what already passed. However, let me look up wait, this exact –
0: Wait, what do you mean it already passed?
1: Well, it, it's going to come again obviously. But anyway, <laughs> the, interesting part about, the interesting part about International Men's Day – Unlike other international days, it is not officially recognized by the United Nations Educational Scientific and Cultural Organization, which in my opinion, maybe it's a little biased because of my gender, a little messed up. But to all our female listeners, um, we love your content that you provide to us. We love talking sports with you and uh, hoping to get more of you on soon.
0: Um. Yes. Thank you to our <laughs> listeners. I'm actually looking at my insights. I have a 1.4% uh, female audience, so I don't know how that translates to the pod, but I'm sure we have some great females out there listening. Segueing to the basketball game that was today. Um, awesome game. I think.
1: Awesome game.
0: It was a great game. I think it didn't – you know, we didn't get the ending that we wanted. Like, the Christmas game really came down to the last possession. This one, the Lakers pulled away late. Uh, behind LeBron James drawing fouls and him hitting his free throws, which he has somewhat struggled to close out fully. He'll he'll knock down the Actually joint, but he, not off.
1: since the all-star break, I was reading that he did change up his form a little bit and he's close to eighty percent from the line. So that's he's something taking a, a forward. crazy
0: pause. Yeah, yes like, yeah, it's crazy. Sitting, <laughs> I was so confused, there.
1: but but it's working. He's up to I think around seventy eight percent or something. And, I mean we haven't seen that from him his entire career it's actually like one of the more mind-boggling things in sports like ever in my opinion because you know how much I love LeBron but not I, I can't even spin how he was never able to become a I, he's not even a good free throw shooter he has just been average his entire career and someone that is so gifted and so talented in every aspect of the game can't like can't be an above average free throw shooter it made, makes no sense to me
0: It's definitely a weird thing. I mean, 70%. It's not great, but it's also, that's a number that you can't count on to close out games. You know, like, you're not, if you're dribbling out the clock and you want your best player and your strongest player to just hold on to the rock, like, that's not someone you necessarily want the the ball in the hands of. So, yeah, I do think it's weird, but he hit them all today, or for the most part today, especially when it mattered. I think you got an incredible performance from Avery Bradley. I think Rondo got tough beef in the first half, but actually oh, played a st- somewhat played a somewhat solid second half. But Danny Green was non existent. Avery Bradley picked up the slack. Dwight got a run of four minutes and then never saw the floor again. I think that the Lakers actually I mean, they don't want to go small, and you think that the advantage is to go big against the Clippers because right. of how big the Lakers are, but you actually saw them close with a smaller, small ball lineup, AD at the five, and that's it what, worked out yeah. for them. So I think that's that's actually, we agreed. We said this game obviously doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. If they go and lose to the Suns in two weeks, like it's a win and a loss, but... I think what it previewed was we're pretty positive we're gonna get a conference finals and we're pretty positive it's gonna go the distance. And this was just another example of the chess match that it's going to be. I think that's where Frank Vogel, I mean, they're one in the West, and people thought Jason Kidd was gonna be the coach by the All-Star Break. Do you remember that there were odds on that? It like was it was it was season? literally there was an uproar
1: when they brought in Jason Kidd. And it was just like how is how are they puppeteering Frank Vogel like this just so blatantly? But I mean I've always been a big proponent, like, even with Tyron Liu, like I don't necessarily wanna like crown them really good coaches, more of just like figureheads that are standing on the sideline. But I don't I really don't want to take anything away, but it was interesting today because I think the Lakers have acknowledged that they need to play Anthony Davis at the five in order to match up with the the Clippers. And what we saw today is with if the Lakers can get one guard, one guard, whether it's Avery Bradley or John Rondo or Carugo, who didn't really have a great game today. Um, new haircut, though. Fire. Um, if they can get one guard to produce with LeBron and how Anthony Davis is performing, that's all they need because I think we saw it today. It was very strange at the end of the game because it started out right away. Kawhi and LeBron were on each other, but towards the end of the game when LeBron was just getting to the free throw line, they were getting whatever switches they wanted, and they had Marcus Morris on LeBron possession after possession, he was just getting blown by. And I think that if if you had the switches, you had Kawhi Leonard on him, you had a Paul George, because I wrote it in the flick chat. I said, here comes a wing three dagger from LeBron. Like You know that signature step back. But, like, they kept getting every switch that they wanted, and LeBron was able to take that away. So credit to Frank Vogel for scheming that up. But, I mean, I think you said it best. Like, I think we're set for this to go to the distance, and no matter what the result is of it all, like, I don't think anyone would be surprised.
0: Every game that these two teams face up, in my opinion, is going to be a coin flip. And I'm going to give the benefit of doubt to Doc Rivers. I think he, like, Vogel won the chess match today, but over the course of seven games... Do we trust because I actually do think skill wise, it's not a crazy difference in the playing field because of how heavy starter minutes are gonna be actually played in the playoffs. Like I don't think the bench right. depth Reggie Jackson isn't gonna get minutes, but like you have an example. See, Today, I see
1: I disagree. I actually think that we could see the Clippers roll out nine and ten man rotations in the playoffs. I well I really I'll, I'll give you an example.
0: So. I'll give you an example. Like Landry Shamick could get four coaches decisions to DMP over the course of that series. Like, he he could come in if they need shooting, and he hits a couple shots, so he plays. And then the next game, they might not need him. They might go to Montrez or Lou. Like, for example, today in the fourth, they wanted to close with Lou Williams because they're trailing, and they needed some scoring. They They weren't struggling to score. They just weren't scoring great. And they needed really outside shooting. That's what they were lacking. And then the Lakers just targeted him on the other side defensively, and it was killing them. I mean, Avery Bradley was getting open threes. Like you said, they're getting any switch. So I think they won that chess match. Doc won the first two. Over the course of seven games, what do we think? It's not like AD and LeBron can't combine for 60-plus points every game. They can. They absolutely can. But do you need Avery Bradley to play to score 25? And do you need Lou Williams to play very bad? Like, I don't think those things were outliers today.
1: Yeah, no, I I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. But my biggest takeaway from this game, he came on late. But, man, where was Kawhi Leonard today? I, he went he was missing just, for a little. He went missing for about two and a half quarters in the middle of that game. And then it was like a 12-point game with six minutes left. And then Doc Rivers was drawing it up for him. And you started to see him get into his groove a little too late. Like, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say and make a big deal out of a game that happened on March 8th. But, like, you get up for these games. It's Sunday afternoon, primetime, ABC. Uh, ABC on the – or uh, – Van Gundy on the call, which I saw you were crying about on Twitter, and I don't agree. I mean, with you
0: he was that. crying. They're so brutal. The, the commentators of the current NBA hate the league, besides Mike Breen. He's obviously a godsend. But – Mike or Van Gundy. Well, Jeff and... that's Jeff, Jeff Van Gundy is like thing. It's like that, it's, it's more of a comedian. And nowadays. Mark Jackson is terrible on the broadcast. It's not entertaining to listen to. They don't like the, the game. They don't like the fact that Patrick Beverly gets in people's faces. They don't like really anything about it. And then they're just talking about like LeBron's TikToks. Like you wonder why NBA ratings are down. This isn't how people consume basketball. They want to hear analysis oh, Jack, and Jack, good Jack, commentating. Don't,
1: I, I don't think you can point to the commentating for why the ratings are down. I think. I mean, it has to- a
0: big part of it. Like just the fact that think about this. Like Charles Barkley, every time they talk about the game, he's like hating on the style play, he's hating on the day off, which is fine. We don't like them either, but it's just. It's a lot when former players are the commentators of the game, and all they do is like talk down on the game of basketball. Oh, no one plays defense. That's the new style of NBA. If the current style was just dump it into the post, people would complain about that too. Like they have to enjoy how the game has changed.
1: Yeah, it's it's the whole okay boomer thing. But like, I'm not pointing to the commentating on why NBA ratings are down. I think you want to point to something. Look at the two teams that played today. They both are in Los Angeles, and they have three of the top five players in the world, and they're playing—half their games are at 10 o'clock all night. Half the country's asleep for it. I think that is more of a reason that you're seeing this, because I think we can both agree that the West is a more star-heavy conference, obviously, and these guys are playing late at night, and that's a big thing. Like, even me, the Sixers played the Lakers, and you know I'm a diehard Sixers fan, but like— dude I, I I got stuff to do in the morning I gotta wake up I can't be staying up till midnight every night and I, I mean all listen, right I' I'll,
0: th- I'll even one-up you on that statement. The real reason why ratings are down is because ratings
1: huh cord cutters. No,
0: not cord-cutter. It's, well, maybe cord-cutters and maybe coronavirus, which AD was apparently trying to lend to his whole team today. Yeah, you saw that, like, <laughs> licking his hand and japping up everyone? <laughs> like, that's my biggest thing is, like, I saw that, and then I flipped to Michigan State, and they're subbing out all the uh, seniors, and they're all kissing the floor, hugging, crying. like, <laughs> like, a- And everyone's like, oh, you can't go to work. And then I'm at a boxing workout yesterday morning. It's 30 people sweating all over each other all over. Each Hug other. it out. Hug it out, right. everyone. Hug Good it out. Yo, that, yeah, great job. And then I go to the bar and like everyone's sharing glasses. Like, coronavirus, like, come on. Like Anthony Davis gonna... is
1: Anthony Davis is hooking up with his <laughs> fist and then just dapping up everyone in the staple center. And that was that was unbelievable, actually.
0: Anyways, to one up your statement on the late night and the West Coast stars and even what I said about the commentators, it's this issue is the the ratings are, are worldwide and they're countrywide, right? Which means, yes, the bigger markets, New York, Miami, uh, L.A., they all need to have high ratings. But also the smaller markets help. Like, if you get hundreds of thousands of viewers all over the country, if I'm a Bucks fan, like, I'm absolutely miserable. They're on a crash course for 70 straight wins. Not straight, sorry. They're on a crash course for 70 wins, which would be one of the greatest regular seasons of all time. They have a homegrown star, essentially. He started there from day one. He's not homegrown, I guess. Where are where Um, are you going with this? Point is, because of two nationally televised games, out of the course of 82... People are now want to claim that LeBron James is the MVP of the National Basketball Association. It makes small market fans just miserable. Like, why even tune in if you know that the pressure that the media puts on your players, oh, he's going to leave. Like, you can't even enjoy it as a fan because every time you turn on the TV, they talk about, oh, Giannis is going to leave because he loses one game in the middle of March. LeBron James, he's having an unbelievable season. He is nowhere near... The MVP of the league. He might be the best player in the world. He's not the MVP of the league by any stretch, by anyone's imagination, just because he wins two games and he played great in them. Like, that is right, what right. I think listen, is fam. potentially listen, driving. Listen, listen, fam. So, Jack is a big LeBron hater. We I'm not a him. LeBron hater. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. All I, right, you, I, you. I've actually – I used to be a LeBron hater, admittedly. Now I have complete – like like we said, we have to understand that we're watching – You're a nar-
1: – okay, I'll, I'll, I'll switch it up. You I'm, are a narrative hater.
0: Uh, In what sense? Which just I am. Explain, I explain, am. explain,
1: explain. Just like the, all, all this BS, just like one thing happens and everyone freaks out over the internet and it's on the first thing on – like what you are just saying with these yeah. two regular season games. But anyway, I agree with you on that. But what I want to say is that – I am obviously a huge LeBron James fan. I think he is the greatest player of all time. He is my favorite athlete to ever walk the planet, and he has been since he got into the league. Fam, LeBron James is not the MVP. Is he the most valuable player on... Is he one of the most valuable players in the league? You could make an argument he is the most valuable player in the league, but he does have Anthony Davis. And well, the funny Bobby- thing
0: is that normally we always talk about this on our show is that MVP never actually means the most valuable. Right? It should be.
1: And- it should be most outstanding. Is right. What most the award outstanding.
0: And we always say, well, LeBron is the most valuable because look at the Cavs when he leaves and look at the Heat. But actually, we had this conversation briefly. Like, if you pull LeBron and Giannis off those teams, like, AD is, like, he's one of the top five players in the world. And then, like, Chris Middleton. Like, what is Chris Middleton without Giannis? Who really knows? And are the Buck the Bucks are nowhere near where they are. The Lakers, they're also I, nowhere near. You know but-
1: what? I'm starting to think that – I don't know, man. The Bucks are like – they've got some players, whereas – I mean, you've been saying it all year, and I actually do agree with you. If you take LeBron and AD off the Lakers, they absolutely stink. Like they are not deep. So that makes me think, like, yeah, AD is a top five player in the world, and, like, the the Bucks wouldn't have that if they took Giannis, but, like, Dude, you can only do so much
0: if you're one person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not thoroughly. Mm, convinced. I don't know. In the NBA, that's the thing. In the NBA, it's actually a math. Like, but dude, gap... look at
1: what look at what Anthony Davis did in New Orleans. Nothing.
0: Well, that's the thing that I was actually going to point to. That AD in New Orleans actually put his team in the playoffs. And if Chris Middleton's the best player on your team, that team is literally no. That team near can make play. the playoffs in the East. Uh, yeah, you would think so, but. That Laker team would also make the playoffs in the East, right? But I would, what think. we were, what I
1: was getting to, is that LeBron James. As much as I would love him to get the MVP, I think that in past years he's been cheated out of many. But like, it's just the nature of the award. It's next man up type deal. Like every time. But listen. <laughs> Do you have Giannis' stats on hand? It's something like 30-something,
0: 14. It's, it's more about the fact that he's doing it in, like, 30 minutes, which it doesn't. It might not look like a big gap because LeBron's only playing, like, 34, 35. But, like, those four to five minutes, when you're doing it at that rate of what he does in, in 30 and 14, that becomes 35 and 16. Like, it is absolutely wild what he's doing. Listen, guys, when you – fam, when you have your cup of
1: coffee tomorrow morning, you listen to me and Jack – And then you go, you turn on your first takes, you turn on your Undisputed, and you see these talking heads on television. I want you to remember what we're saying because Jack and I will always keep it truthful with you, um, never biased. And these guys out there that are on television want you to bite at what they're getting and just, it's all clickbait. Listen, Giannis is the most valuable player. He is going to win the awards. I'm trying to think of something... I don't want to put myself at too much risk, but I'm trying to think of something that I will do if Giannis doesn't win the MVP because I am that confident that he will.
0: Okay, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because I think that's the next part of the conversation is if... So Giannis has been ruled out for the next two games, and I think you believe that it's only going to be two. I read it as it actually could be... Like, they're not going to evaluate him for two more. So... I think he. Let's say he does miss the next two weeks because they they're the one seed. They're never gonna lose that, and we'll actually get a chance to see what the Bucks look like without Giannis on ten. To I can can you pronounce his last name for me so I can get it right.
1: Antetokounmpo.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, there's, th- there,
1: I mean that's like a there's like a seventy percent chance I got that right.
0: Yeah. Well, the Bucks are down eighteen to the Phoenix Suns. So. to my right now (laughs) yeah to my point of without Giannis they wouldn't be excellent but I don't even remember what I was saying I just wanted to point out that they're down 18 Um, right wait
1: I'm trying to oh you're talking about uh Giannis's injury and if he's oh
0: yeah so if Giannis does happen to sit out for the next two weeks the narrative what we have right now is a narrative freight train in the form of LeBron James which is a freight train we have that Complete narrative behind him of he just took down Giannis. He just took down Kawhi. 100%. They're the first seed in the West. He's 35, which if anyone brings that up in an argument, I'm going to smack him silly because that Don't is not— Don't say
1: 35. Don't say 35. Say year 17.
0: Well, first of all, yes. Year 17 is a way better nomer because— Should I drop the MJ stats or we'll save that no, for no, another no, time? No, you're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you— it, I get that he's thirty-five, but that's his age. Like he's coming, to, that doesn't make him. It makes it impressive, but it has nothing I, to do I with I the sh- award. Um, right. So if he misses, like I said, that narrative is very, very strong. And they are the one seed in the West. It's not like they're the fourth seed. Like they do deserve. He does. He's undoubtedly the number two. But right. Giannis so you're doesn't.
1: talking about if, say, Giannis misses two weeks, whether they keep him out for load management just to be safe because they locked up the one seed. They're fine on that end. Um, LeBron James has missed six games this year. So far, six games for the bucks would put them one, two, three, four, five, six. Two weeks from tomorrow. It would be six games. So, yeah. I mean, listen, as much as I would love LeBron to get the MVP because he has been wrongfully stripped of that award in past years and given to other people, in my opinion, he should have six, maybe seven.
0: Um, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you would need Giannis to miss two weeks, and you would actually need the Bucks to continue winning, which would be ironic. Like, you need to prove that it doesn't matter if he's playing or not. They're just that good. And I think, you know, it's just one game, but being down 20 to Phoenix I think is also not a good when starting the, point.
1: I also think when the voting comes out, people are going to be shocked how big of a – a gap there is in first and second place i think people are trying to because i don't like know you said the,
0: dude. because the mvp voting is actually a media-based award is it not
1: right but that, i don't actually think that means like i think we had this same thing with Giannis and Harden last year and Giannis was a blow away winner like people were saying what Harden was doing and they were biting at this what was it, it a was really just
0: rockets th- propaganda <laughs>
1: And the, and this is just NBA propaganda in general. They love to talk. They love to get people talking. That's the internet. That's the day age we live in. And if 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 Giannis doesn't win the MVP, I'll uh, I don't know. I'll think of something.
0: I don't know. Okay, I'll think on that. I'll get an MJ um,
1: tattoo or something. I don't know. All right. Thank
0: you to Untucket for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Uh, Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because you were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, their shirts are perfect for the untucked length. More than 50 fit combinations get your drip up. Untucked shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Don't just take my word for it. Try untuck it for yourself. Visit untuckit.com and use code BLUEWIRE. That's Blue Wire for 20% off your first order. Free shipping returns on all US orders. That's untuckit.com. Promo code BlueWire for 20% off your first order. Alright, fam. Money mailbag. You know what to do. You send in the questions to SnapbackPod on Instagram. We answer them. Where shall we start? I think this could be a fun one. Ryan Maki08 asks, Abe, Jack, your favorite moment while recording a podcast.
1: I don't think it's my favorite, I don't ha- I'm not thinking of one, because I'm on the spot right now, so I'm, I can't think to one specific moment, but one day we gotta release a, a bloopers episode, because what you guys don't hear when me and Jack are recording is the banter that we have before we hit the red button and record, um, it is just, it's some of the best content we provide, so just like that little pre-game, just like, alright, this is our plan, we'll just like... Catch up a little bit and just eh. some we got to release a bloopers episode because that that is the content that I think people want to hear.
0: I put that in uh, a little bit of it in the YouTube video. Like I didn't, I didn't. Well, you did the, the
1: clap. That was yeah. It.
0: But that's just it is a sh- small example of like we like. But to like mess around no, what I'm fun. talking
1: about, what I'm talking about is so what you guys don't. Sometimes our audio is a little messed up, and we've we've worked to to fix that. But you don't understand the the amount of issues Jack and I have had just with like random audio problems and and trying to make sure that we can both hear each other and it is the most frustrating thing in the entire world trying to fix it and it has made me hate technology so much (laughs) so i i think that if we release like a bloopers episode with just like little conversations we've had we get frustrated whether it's with each other with technology with what we're talking about it it is absolutely hilarious
0: fair enough it sounds like uh, that would be entertaining for the listeners. My favorite moment on the pod so far was, uh, I don't know, getting our good friend Austin Eckler paid. Speaking
1: of which, I wanted to bring that up. First off, Austin, congratulations. Guaranteed deal with the Chargers. They put their faith in him. $24 million total contract. How much guaranteed? $15 million.
0: Right. So if that's I what I wanted to go to. If $15 million. Listen, that's where I'm getting. That's where I'm getting. Austin. <laughs> Um, Let me hold a mill, bro. No,
1: what I'm saying is I'm pretty sure he signed something before he came on. Like, we get a commission of that,
0: right? We we have to. I I got to look through my Google Drive to see what – What our agreement was. It had to be somewhere like 20. So, listen, Austin,
1: big things ahead. We're making the Pro Bowl next year. We're taking the Chargers back to the playoffs. He promised if if he was a Pro Bowler. If I do not get a Vemo or a check, lawyer up.
0: (laughs) He (laughs) promised if he was a Pro Bowler or they went to the Super Bowl next year that. He would let us hold a mill? No, that we would be able to have him back on the pot. But. Also, I think he's, we're getting him back on either way. Also, shout out to D White because uh, that was a ton of fun ranking cereals. I hope you guys are actually enjoying the rank segment. We need another one for Thursday. Maybe potentially a guest. We will see special guest again, uh, which would be exciting. But send in the snapback pod, like different suggestions. Oh, yeah, I see, that. sometimes I like when these these ranked
1: like we sometimes veer away from sports, like we did with cereal, like. It can get contentious, and we oh, saw that. In the, we saw that. We saw that in the comments on the Instagram. It could get very contentious. So maybe we do like a candy. I don't know. I'm, I'm Co- just...
0: Cocoa Krispies. I was surprised got left off the list, but I saw a lot, and I mean a lot of fruity pebbles on the list, and I mean in the Instagram comments, like what. Fruity Pebbles. That's trash. I mean, they trash. all.
1: They, you have to eat them in two seconds, or they're all melt away. But we've we spent twenty minutes of an episode on cereal, and I think we all came away with that knowing that cinnamon toast crunch is the goat. And if you don't think
0: so, my I friend, might have you to are, have a bowl tonight. We'll see. Uh, you are all right, wrong. let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, ben Loomis nine said thoughts on the Giannis injury. We kind of talked about it, but I think I mean it was an ugly fall. What happened? I don't know if you saw it, but I think I mean they're going to finish the game. Yeah, but it it was like when I saw it, it it was very ugly. He's going to be rested as long as they need to. Like he's not going to play if they have any slight doubt. Um, What do you think?
1: Neither of us went to med school. What do you think a joint capsule is or looks like? I don't. I really don't know. I've never heard of that. Came out and I was like, yeah, no, minor joint capsule sprain. Um, I'm I've I've had a lot of medical takes on this podcast, mostly correct. Uh, so don't don't flood my DMs with this one because I'm not sure what a minor joint capsule sprain is, but I don't think it's anything to be worried about in the future. And the Bucks have a comfortable comfortable enough lead on that one seed in the Eastern Conference that it shouldn't be an issue unless they continue to lose by thirty points to the Phoenix Suns. <laughs>
0: Uh, Nate underscore Reese twelve eighty seven says, "Do you think the Knicks will make the playoffs within the next three years?" Abe, your thoughts? No, really? I mean, I, I mean, maybe. Like, I, I would like this moment. I would like this time to point out one thing that I think is interesting because, like, we have been discussing. It's the narrative like that driven. eight
1: seed, that like seven eight seed in the East. Like, hey, yeah, if you yeah, can, you anyone you get that, you shit. can go under five hundred and just like fall into the
0: eight seed. So. In the East. What people forget is that the Lakers clinched for the first time in seven years and the Knicks haven't clinched in seven years. So obviously the Lakers didn't, the Knicks didn't. But these franchises, they go through patches and it really takes what to take. It takes a star. And I know it's been very tough to get a star into New York. But I do propose that we could be looking at a, a somewhat formidable and by formal I mean like a slightly below five hundred team. like a thirty nine win team. Yeah, <laughs> in the next few years because you have RJ Barrett, you have Mitchell Robinson, you have Julius Randle on a oh, No don't forget Kevin Knox. But a fr no, I actually think he's I can't speak on him because I, I have see a your, good relationship I, I, with the Knicks. So I'm gonna leave that. To I what see it your is.
1: Kevin Knox and I raise you Al Horford, but
0: Mm, yeah, that that would be a fun debate. Maybe we'll <laughs> rank uh worst deals in sports. Our, worst, but our
1: our biggest hated athletes.
0: You have those three guys. You also have a top five pick this year. And rumor says CP3. So like, theoretically, stick with me. CP3, Anthony Edwards, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. That's that seems like it doesn't mean we're that's a bright future. It means okay, 39 wins, which I'm all about. And then maybe you know the Lakers play AD play the five too much this year in the playoffs, and he's uh, looking for a new squad. So we'll let him play the four, no doubt about it. And maybe fix the the
1: culture and then worry about
0: exactly. So to answer your question, Nate, I'm actually cautiously optimistic that the Knicks could be because because you have to be because well because I mean, do we want to talk about the fact that we just? Absolutely destroyed the Clippers in a trade. We got a first round for 0 for 9 Marcus Morris. I mean, that is what you do. They talk about Sam Presti. They talk about all these great Danny Ainge. Let's talk about the fact the Knicks got a first rounder for Marcus Morris. Come on now. Or
1: let's not talk about it and move on from talking about the worst franchise in sports.
0: Next question. <sighs> That's the Redskins, but I digress. Um, OT Magellan, kind of like that name. What do you think of the NBA possibly playing games without fans? So everyone knows we got a little macaroni virus going around the streets. What? Apparently, AD and joke. the rest of the back. You did or didn't like that joke? I I didn't get it. Macaroni like Corona? <laughs> oh my
1: god! I think it's what the.
0: Are you okay?
1: Is there a spider?
0: I don't like spiders.
1: I think I just felt a spider. <laughs> Holy
0: shit. I thought like maybe something serious happened, but I guess. No, that, world, is fucking, that, that is fucking serious. serious. Um, I think so,
1: we're good I, What was, oh my God, I just had one like my heart just dropped.
0: <laughs> so I didn't think that the NBA, like I first heard rumors that March Madness, they might play without fans. And I thought there's literally no way the revenue and the, that the fans make it. And then you have the NBA start to talk about it. Shams tweets about it, LeBron says he wouldn't play without fans, which is like, it's really not his choice, he would play regardless. <laughs> um, but I didn't think that because the way the US is built and the leagues are built, like they're too money hungry to pass up on that revenue. But then Italy, and I know it's more serious there, but Italy has- Italia. Italia has been playing soccer games without like Ronaldo. They're not getting you see him dapping ready. up. You see him dapping yeah. up the, the air. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I didn't think like anyone would do it. And I know the U S is way more power hungry mm-hmm. and money hungry, but like money is money. And for the Italian soccer leagues to make that decision means maybe they could head in that direction. But I don't know. I think I would voice to the, to the players, hey, let's stop licking our fingers and then sharing that spit with each other before I would say we can't have fans in the stands. I don't know. I went to four games in the past five days uh, last week, and I fortunately did not contract anything, knock on wood. Um, but that's just my I, personal opinion. My
1: When I first saw this, this uh, report that they might play without fans, one, I don't think it's true. Two, of my second thought went to my Philadelphia 76ers, who are 28 and 2 at home and 10 and 24 on the road. Jack, if the Sixers had to play all of their games on the road and then at home with no fans, they would actually drop out of the playoff race. There's like <laughs> or, seven there's like 17 games left and we're 14 and a half games 14 games up on the nine seed, we wouldn't make the playoffs.
0: Wouldn't they be better on the road though? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay Okay. fair enough i guess um i did i did night. actually hear someone say um if joe noah had played for the clippers today they would have won how quality is that
1: but what if Dion waiters played for the lakers
0: oh good call uh i still think that signing makes like very limited sense but oh yeah no totally but it's pretty fun it's definitely a fun thing i just can't picture him getting... Actually, I don't know. They kind of do need that shooting, but I would have gone like Jamal Crawford or honestly JR before I went Waiters. Mm, Um, Yeah, probably. mm -hmm. All right. Uh, From John Gruden, the madness is coming. Yes, we are in March. Which college teams are you liking to make a run this year? I'll let you start. Pick a team. This isn't your official prediction or anything. Just, you know, some teams you're keeping your eye on as we hit the conference... Championship uh, slate. Yeah, this
1: isn't a, this isn't a, a really fun pick, right? Because that's what the bracket's about. It's about just like picking out of a hat and having some fun with it, and you throw a bunch of shit against the wall and hopefully something sticks. You know what I mean? But uh, they're the number one team in the country right now for a reason. I really like what Kansas is doing. Uh, in my opinion, when it comes down to March, you need the guard play, the experienced guard play. They have that in Damian Dotson. They have the, the head coach and Bill Self. And they have probably the most dominant player in basketball in Indoka Asabuki. So, just off the top of my head, I don't know where I'm mean, gonna. I gotta look at the bracket, how it comes out. But I said it. I said it a while ago too on this pod. I, I love what Kansas is doing. I think they have the talent, and why not? They're, they definitely won't win because I said this. But right now on March ninth, uh, March eighth, probably exactly a week, like down to the second to selection Sunday,
0: I like Kansas. Okay. Um, you know there's a team up in Michigan that's getting very, very hot. Their coach loves this month. They have the senior guard, they have experience, mm-hmm. they were a Final Four team last year. Or did they go to the Final Four or leading? No. They beat Duke. No. And then I don't remember what happened, but Michigan well, State they didn't they did huh? not
1: beat Duke in the tournament.
0: Michigan State beat Duke last year. Wait. Did they? Oh, no, that
1: game went to. Yeah, they beat UCF. I was thinking UCF beat. Them.
0: Yeah. No, they beat Duke. So it just happens every year. They always peak. They got to share of the Big Ten title. And I just think that it's going to be. I don't know. I'm starting to not pick them because they just haven't fully gotten the job done recently. And it is very difficult. We know that. But. Uh that's just a team to look out for. So Michigan State Spartans with Cassius It's kind Winston. of kind
1: of kind of similar picks in a way because we're both going with the coach. Well, yes, Arizona but you're staff. going with going the with top the team in the country. Right, right, but we're both <laughs> going with the guard and then you point to the second best player on Michigan State and Xavier Tillman, like this big force who's who's averaging a double double like it's all kind of I don't know, they're similar, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: they're definitely similar. Cassius
1: Winston probably one of the best Big 10 players of all time, honestly.
0: Mm, that's probably an aggressive statement but he is a very very good player yeah Um, uh, thanks John that's pretty much it for the questions except we have one troll uh, Dean Care who's our beat reporter in Florida says aside from the Miami Heat who is best equipped to beat the Bucs in the east I kind of (laughs) is it crazy to say they actually are the best equipped to beat the Bucs specifically for that team yes why it is because the Celtics are not a good matchup like the Bucks no. plow to the Celtics.
1: It's the Sixers. It is no. just say it.
0: No, it's equipped not. best equipped.
1: Not will no, they like
0: it's not because you why? guys aren't good. So we are looking actually at like good teams. So well,
1: we I'm saying if our team is fully healthy, we are the best equipped in terms of matchup to match up with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and that's no bias. It's no bias.
0: No, I would say the Raptors can actually throw at them. Uh, they can
1: throw some size at them too, yeah. They, they but would, I don't think that I don't think they have like I, I'm not I'm not really using Pascal as like kind of an alpha male
0: at this point. No, in his but you yet. throw a and Gasol to bang down low with those yeah, guys. I like, agree. You, you
1: but we're both on the I I do think because we saw what Horford did to Giannis in the playoffs last year. We know what type of player Joel Embiid is. We know what type of defender Ben Simmons is. I mean, he's been when he's been guard, when he's been guarding Giannis he's been I'm not going to say locking him down because you can't lock down Giannis you can only hope to contain him and slow him down but we have a bunch of monsters to throw at him in terms of defensively so matchup wise if the Sixers are healthy I, I really do believe it it has nothing to do with me being a fan because as you know right now I absolutely despise the Philadelphia 76ers
0: True uh just because I don't want to be mainstream media I do want to give a quick shout out to the Kings the Kings are 7-3 in their yeah. last 10 Yeah they yeah. are the closest three to the 18th. Three games out. Um, but let me put this in perspective because I was explaining this to my friend this weekend. Um, to catch the Grizzlies, who are 32-32, and 32, right? They are now, uh, let's do the math real quick, three and a half games up on the Kings. It doesn't seem like that much. But there's also only 18 games remaining. So let's assume the Grizzlies play 500 basketball. They're literally 32-32. and 32. Uh, this is going to be a big math segment, Abe. So stick with me if you can. So they would finish at forty-one and forty-one because that's nine more games, nine more wins, nine more losses. The Kings would have to go over the final stretch to tie them, thirteen and six. Yeah. So when so when you actually put it like that, a team that's winning forty-four point four percent of the games to go uh, thirteen and six, that would be. A 69% win percentage. So they would need a 25% jump over the final 18 games. So for anyone who thinks the Grizzlies are going to fall out of that spot, even with the Jaron Jackson injury, like three and a half games is a lot of actually room with this little games to go. So I thought that's a cool thing you guys can all drop and show off to your friends about when they say, oh, yeah, the Pelicans you, you are going to catch
1: them. You just, you just said a lot of numbers, right? And I uh, kind of blacked out, but the Grizzlies <laughs> are going to make the playoffs.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're in agreement. all right, final thing because we got into this a little over the weekend. I think the Indiana Pacers can actually make some noise in the NBA playoffs. Do me a favor.
1: Define noise.
0: I think there's no doubt in my mind that if they catch let's say they drop to six because your guy's schedule of the last 18 games is pretty easy. Let's say they drop to the sixth spot. And the Heat somehow climb over the Celtics, which I don't really see happening. I think the Heat are very exploitable, especially because they can't shoot a three-pointer besides Duncan Robinson, really. Um, and they can't guard the three well. So, I think they could knock out the the Heat. And then do they run into the Raptors, which is a f- kind of friendly fire matchup for them, potentially. I don't think they can beat the Bucks and get to the finals. I definitely think that would just be a tough one. But I think they could win two rounds in the playoffs.
1: I don't at all I don't plain and simple um speaking of which I was very curious about but you think
0: the Sixers could win two rounds
1: if they're healthy yeah of course
0: but they have better record than the Sixers what's your point that why would the Sixers be able to win two rounds and the Pacers can't
1: because it's all about the matchups in the playoffs and I just
0: explained matchups though I think those are good matchups for the Pacers like you just don't think the Pacers are that good? They're they're literally 2 games they're behind not, the Miami Heat. They
1: they're good. They're good. They're a good team. Um I, yeah, they can win a playoff series. I I think I don't think they can win two playoff series. No, I do not think they can beat either Toronto or Boston in a playoff series. I think, I think they're think Toronto- literally
0: like I'm looking at the standings right now. I didn't realize how many wins they had. They I think they're the most slept on team in the league. Mm.
1: They would be the – wow, this is crazy. They would be the eight
0: seed in the West. By a game. Yeah, that's wild. By a game, yes.
1: Um, Listen, they're a solid team. They're well-coached. Obviously, this Malcolm Brogdon injury, which is what a little weird because didn't Victor Oladipo – wasn't his injury a torn quad?
0: Um, I I'm It might have been talking.
1: something else on top of it, but I saw a torn quad Malcolm Brogdon and only week to week and like – with my medical degree, that sounds a little bit optimistic. Um, I'm going to have to call some doctors around the league and see what they saw on the, on the scans and the x-rays. But I don't know. That injury is obviously taking a huge toll on them. But I know you're excited about a player coming over for the Indiana Pacers.
0: Potentially we have Funky Lance Stevenson back in the fold I don't actually think he would make an impact, to be clear, but I don't, I don't know. This five of Brogdon, Oladipo, I love TJ Warren, Sabonis and All-Star, Miles Turner, Like that's a very good five. Aaron Holliday has been pretty solid for them. You know so, what? Yeah?
1: Because I'm, I'm trying to think of some future plans for this podcast, I uh, I think the Pacers are a great team. I'm gonna say that so I don't go on the record and get myself in trouble with any potential future guests. I don't
0: think you could even run into the Pacers. That would take a, a tough uh, little swap.
1: No, we're not gonna play the Pacers yeah. at all. But All right. I just, back, wanna, fam. I just wanna be on I just wanna be on good Oh wait, before we hang up. I have a little trivia for you. Ooh. This is actually this I okay. I, wanted to do, I wanted to do this in the beginning of the podcast because it fit the whole charity thing. It's a little like depressing. But this points to how young the NBA is. So Kobe Bryant, since I think it's 1952 or something, only three league MVPs have passed away. Obviously, Kobe Bryant is one of them. Can you name the other two? Um, the I think you should be able to get one. I don't think
0: you'll get the other. The league MVPs that have passed away?
1: since like 1950
0: we'll call it it's a very dark dark trivia question and this
1: was supposed to come up in the beginning and then john burke dialed in
0: okay Thanks um um okay. i just admit you're right you don't know um is oscar robertson alive yes very much so are you sure yes he's like all
1: over television <laughs> <laughs> is he he's on tv <laughs> Yeah, bro. Like, do you not remember like the whole thing with Russell Westbrook and averaging triple doubles and making a huge deal? He's he's alive, alive as shit.
0: Okay, good. Well, shout out to the Big O <laughs> <laughs> for living. Happy. Uh, um, give me the craziest give, is the give craziest me is that. Give me a hint.
1: Um, you could make an argument that he's the best player of all time. That's one of them. What? And the other one's one of the best rebounders in NBA history. Is is Wilt still kicking? Well, that okay. So Wilt is one of them. He has passed. Um, I pointed to Wilt, and you can make an argument he's one of the best players of all time. But he also happens to be one of the best rebounders of all time. Right? You won't. You you will not get this second one. So I'm just going to come out and say it. Bob Cousy, Philadelphia. No, okay, that's the craziest part. He's, like, 97. <laughs> is something. he an MVP wow. I was just throwing yeah, that name out there. He's an MVP, and I oh, looked wow. it up. I was like, there's no way Bob Cousy's still alive. But shout out, Bob. Keep on going. Um, Moses, round, mound, rebound, Malone. He died? He has is, he is passed away. What? Yeah. Really? Let me find out when. It was, like, fairly – because I remember the Sixers did a huge thing. He died in September of 2015. Wow. Alright, Snapback fam, we ended on a on a low note.
0: <laughs> um all shout right. out the big O. Shout out the big O. Yeah, big O. Come on the pod. Prove your prove yourself. Um, yeah. Snapback fam, we'll catch you on Thursday potentially with a very big guest. Send in those ranked uh, recommendations. But much love as always. Thank you guys for helping us raise 250 bucks for the Mamba and Mama Cita Foundation. And we'll catch you on Thursday. Peace, peace.